Sailing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Of course, the focus is on sailing. It's a new season. It's not Pentecost now. It's Tabernacles. So we won't be Pentecostals. We'll be Tabernacleists. And we want to focus on the Lord Jesus Christ and those that are anointed. Now, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. And we're hearing uh, many ministers that as they minister the Word of God, uh, just in a regular tone, and we want to discuss the anointing. Now, the anointing is an anointing of the Holy Ghost. And to have the anointing of the Holy Ghost, you must have the Spirit of Christ in you, that is, the Holy Ghost. Now, somebody said, well, we say the Holy Spirit. Well, no, the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. Somebody said, well, why does it say Holy Ghost in the Bible instead of Holy Spirit all the way through? Well, the Holy Ghost is the Spirit of God, but ghost, it means the uh, spirit of a departed person or spirit of a person. So ghost, as we know, it's a spirit of a person. And it denotes that Jesus Christ, God Almighty, the Spirit of God, took on a body of flesh and blood. And you'll find in Acts 20, 28, take heed to yourselves and over all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. The Holy Ghost denotes the blood. Now, of course, it's the Spirit. And the Spirit then is saying has blood which he has purchased with his own blood. That's God, the Almighty, the Holy Ghost, with his own blood. He purchased it with his own blood. Holy, righteous, blameless blood, the life. And he laid down his life so that we might live, showing us the way, the truth, and life, the forerunner, having already entered in. So if the Spirit dwelleth in you that also dwell in Christ Jesus, it shall also quicken, or make alive your mortal body. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's not of his because Christ is that spirit. When we, we, the body of Christ, are listening to a person, regardless if it's preaching or teaching or whatever the case is, there should be a witness of the Holy Ghost. And the witness of the Holy Ghost, the spirit itself, beareth witness with our spirit that we're children of God. So if a person is speaking, and even though it's the letter of the word, and we don't feel, you do not feel that witness of the Holy Ghost, there's something wrong. Either it's a charlatan, or it's a hypocrite, or a hired harling, but someone that's not living the gospel, because the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. An effectual fervent, James 5, talks about that. And that effectual fervent is not only just a heated prayer. Someone can get loud and it not be effectual fervent, but get loud. But that's not it. It's the anointing. It's the active uh, spirit of God in that person that activates that prayer. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Sin is a reproach to any people, and righteousness exalts a nation. 
though it's through that anointing that breaks the yoke. A person can speak the word, but the letter killeth. It's a spirit that giveth life. There's a difference then there in the Logos, which is the word. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. The thing that was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him. Without him, anything made that was made. And God said, let there be light. Well, that's a spoken word. God himself, his spirit. And that same spoken creative word now in the believer that has the true Holy Ghost has that same power word in them in the Holy Ghost, the spirit of Christ. And he that is within you, greater is he than he that's in the world. But it's by that anointing that breaks the yoke that when a person speaks, that we bear witness in the Holy Ghost that it is the Word of God. Knowing that it's the life blood, that whenever you speak the name of Jesus, they said you intend to bring his blood upon us because the blood's the life. And except we eat the flesh of Jesus and drink his blood, we have no life. Now, somebody said, why are you bringing this out? Well, because whenever you are teaching or preaching the Word of God, the true believers will listen for that and feel that anointing of God bearing witness. If it doesn't bear witness, and we've got this idea or perception that a man of God just speaks softly and just mutters a little bit and whispers, and that's God, and having Jesus portrayed as the same, which is just not the case. And it's of whatever you've spoken in the closet will be proclaimed upon the housetop, shouted from the housetop. And all the Psalms, it says, shout for the joy of the Lord your God, the joy of the Lord your strength. And they shouted. And whenever Jesus would preach the word of God in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the greatest message ever preached on the face of this earth was by the Lord Jesus himself. And he gave the constitution of the kingdom of heaven, the bylaws. And in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, and it ends there in Matthew 7, it says, and Jesus spake as one that had authority. Authority is the spirit of God. It's the anointing. And, and not as one of the scribes. Well, what did the scribes do? Well, they got up there in a boring and got the letter, 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 and mutter, mutter, mutter. And, but Jesus, when he spoke, no man spake like this man. Why was his word different? Because he is that anointed one of God, the Son of God. And it struck a chord in their heart and pierced their heart that they had not heard before, not as one of the scribes, but he taught them as one that had authority. And the authority is that of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, I can of my own self do nothing. But the Father that dwelleth in me, the Spirit that dwelleth in houses permanently in me, he's the one doing the works. The words that I speak are not mine. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he's the one doing the work. So if you have a man of God 
And he's speaking the word of God in the anointing, through the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It's going to stir and prick the heart of the, the hearers and the ones that do not and are used to these necromancers, necromancers, these ones that have familiar spirits. And you'll know them because they peep in wizards that mutter and peep out of the dust. They whisper, have a little soft music behind them. It doesn't have a clarion trumpet call that is direct in the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And it literally pierces the heart of that, that spirit of that person. And if they have the Holy Ghost, they say, amen. If they don't, they go, oh, this is making me upset and making my stomach churn because they don't have that truth, the true spirit of God. It is the spirit of truth, and that's the anointing. When Jesus spake, never man spake like this man. Whenever he cried, Lazarus come forth. It says he cried. Look over there. Uh, Any time that Jesus spoke, he spoke with that authority, that anointing of the Holy Ghost, because he is the Holy Ghost. Somebody said, well, I thought he was filled with the Holy Ghost. No, he is that spirit that made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of that servant, literally made in the likeness of man, being found in fashion as a man. God fashioned as a man, humbled himself. And Jesus said that as a flesh and blood man, I can do nothing of myself. But the words that I speak are not mine. But the Father dwelleth in me. He's the one doing the works. If you don't believe me that he is the Father, believe me for the work's sake. For he healed the sick, cleansed the leper, raised the dead, cast out devils, opened blind eyes, loosed the dumb tongue, the lame walk, and kept it go free. And blessed is he whom is not offended in the Lord Jesus. Well, when Jesus, he cried in the temple as he taught. If you see in John 7, verse 28, then cried Jesus in the temple as he taught. Did he just whisper that? Was it a normal tone of voice that Jesus cried in the temple? The cried is a kratzo in the Greek, which means a, a shriek, an exclamation to entreat. It's a, it's a shriek. It's, it's a shrill uh, exclamatory, an exclamation, not just regular voice. So we see, then cried Jesus in the temple as he taught, saying, you both know me. He didn't say, you both know me, and you know whence I am. <laughs> no, never man spake like this man. The same way with the apostles. And uh, Paul cried, stand upon thy feet. He didn't just whisper it or speak it in a normal tone. He cried. In other words, it's almost a shout. But it's not just being loud. There's some ministers that try to fake the anointing. They don't feel that unction of the Holy One coming up. So they try to fake it. They get loud and shout and whatever. But it's empty. And that's a mutter. 
familiar spirits mutter. And it means a hollow sound of a wine skin. There's nothing in it. It's a hollow sound. Well, your new wine skin has new wine. An old wine skin has old wine. But that's the anointing of the word. The letter killeth, but the spirit giveth the life there. So that spirit, whenever that man or that woman is prophesying the word of God, it will always be a witness of the Holy Ghost. And you'll feel that in your spirit, not just with the intellect, but with the spirit of God bearing witness with your spirit that these are children of God and it is the anointing. But we have many now that speak with these enticing words of man's wisdom, $25 words, <laughs> Greek, Hebrew, Latin, Chaldee, etc. And that's all good. But it's got to be in the Holy Ghost. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And whenever in the Psalms it talks about when we praise God, we praise him on the high-sounding symbol. We praise him with a shout for joy. And it's not in some kind of uh, uh, little cone down, just no, just almost a whisper of a, of a, of a worship service. No, it's a shout of praise. It's a glorious. It is the anointing that breaks that yoke. And the Holy Ghost will change the way you look, the way you walk, the way you talk. It'll change everything about you. And that's the Spirit of Christ. And the ones that are in that Spirit, they are walking in the light as He's in the light. And they're not just going through the mechanical worship of day in, day out, same old, same old, go to church, going to hear the same message, and going to hear the same altar call and the same thing over and over again. And you're going to be blessed and there's going to be houses and lands and you're going to have all these blessings come up. But they, the anointing of the Lord will speak the truth and that secrets of the heart are manifest. It helps purge a conscience from dead works to serve the living God. It purges out the dross. The word of God cleanses. It's a washing of water of the word and washing and regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. And we need to be renewed and renewed daily. Though the outward man perishes, it's perishing on the outward side. Yet the inward man is renewed daily. Our daily bread, eating the flesh of Jesus and drinking his blood. And that Holy Ghost that outward manifestation of speaking in other tongues, building up yourselves upon your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. That's the anointing. Well, our understanding is unfruitful when we do that. Howbeit in the Spirit, we speak of mysteries unto God with groanings which cannot be uttered according to the will of God. It builds up yourself, building up or edifying yourself, praying in the Holy Ghost. So the point we're making is that the new thing that God is doing in this sealing, you'll know it through the anointing of the Holy Ghost, not through going and say, Pastor, is this the truth? What do you think? You're the leader. No, you listen to the voice of God. 
making your calling and election sure, making sure you know the voice of God, not getting it from somebody else, not getting an echo of a voice or a ventriloquist or someone that is copying somebody or cookie-cutter denominational preaching, you know, because they went here and they got their doctorate of divinity or a PhD of theology, and here they go in a cookie cutter, and we know that this man's going to preach exactly what's in this denomination. <laughs> now, those will never hear the true voice of God because they're conditioned to a necromancer. They're conditioned to a ventriloquist. They're conditioned to a familiar spirit. They're conditioned to a letter of the law. And somebody said, oh, aren't these good men? They can be very good. Live a, uh, you know, a life that is uh, uh, in the law, abiding, the, and, and abiding in the law, doing good things. But that's good works that we do. Our righteousness is nothing but filthy rags before the Lord. It's not of our works of righteousness, which we have done but it's the righteousness of God by faith. And you'll know them by their fruits. They don't, they don't talk one thing and then do another. You'll know them by the fruit. And there is simply the fruit test. Love. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy. Peace. Long-suffering. Gentleness. Goodness. Meekness. Faith. Temperance. Against that there is no law. Well, we think that meekness, he's meek because he spoke well low. It's not meekness. Meekness is not weakness. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke, and that is in and through and by the Holy Ghost alone. And that's where we have to be conditioned to the voice of God, the voice of the Spirit. And that is what is speaking now. The Holy Ghost itself bearing witness with our spirit that we're children of God. Through that voice of God, there's a door open in heaven. And we're made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But it's a voice of a trumpet. Did you ever hear a trumpet that just this barely whispered out a little tone? No, a trumpet clarion call. Pierced. The ears, Jesus, cried with a loud voice. You know me. <laughs> he did not, even though there was thousands that heard him. And there was no PA system, a public address system out there with big speakers and what we have today. It was the Holy Ghost that carried that word. It was the Holy Ghost that brought every man that where he could hear the voice of the Lord. And it wasn't just because Jesus was cast out into a boat and in some kind of, you know, had a, a, an arena or somehow that it carried his voice a certain way. It's the anointing. It was anointing of God and is the anointing that will bring it to the ear of the believer where they'll believe the truth. And the ones that are bored and go to church just simply as a religious kind of a get-together, 
a club or an organization, kind of a club atmosphere, and we know each other and high-five and then chicken dinners and ice cream suppers and all this. This is not going to be in the last-day move of God. It'll be through the anointing of the Holy Ghost and through that individual believer hearing the voice of God. They don't hear the voice. There's no way they're going to pay the price except a man forsaketh all that he hath. He cannot be my disciple. He has to have respect to the recompense of the reward. Why would I give up what I've got now if I don't understand that when I'm doing that, that the reward is far greater for eternity, for a light affliction, which is only but for a moment, worketh for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. We have to feel that power of God and know it. Not just in a letter, or we, we searched out of the book and read, but when it's delivered, it's not just logos, a word of God, that's your chariot. But the horse that pulls it, the life of that chariot, is the rhema, that word going through you literally set on fire by the Holy Ghost. And that's where it becomes uh, the anointing that breaks the yoke. The rhema word of God going through you. Somebody said, what's the difference between the rhema word and the logos? Well, that's a good question. It says, having a helmet of salvation, take on the whole armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness, your loins girt about with truth. That truth is Logos, word. You've studied to show yourself approved unto God, a work with things not to be ashamed, right, and dividing the word of truth. And that dividing doesn't mean throw it away. It means that you can discern it in both spirit, soul, and body. Is he talking spirit? Is he talking natural? Is he talking spiritual? Is it a natural revelation? Or is it a spiritual when you eat the flesh of Jesus and drink his blood, you're not literally looking forward to cut off a finger of Jesus and eat it, the flesh of Jesus. You know that he's talking about the word of God and obedience to it. But that word, when it talks about your loins girt about with truth, is logos. But then it says you preach shot with preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith. Of course, you have the helmet of salvation. Above all, taking the shield of faith, whereby you can quench all the fiery darts of Satan, so that faith is knowing those things that are in the present truth. And the ones that are going from, from Pentecost to Tabernacles know that it is a higher glory that we are in now. But not only that. And taking the sword of the Spirit, that's your only offensive weapon you have. Taking the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, that's not Logos. Not Word, but it is Rhema. It is the spoken Word of God in action, active. The effectual for forever righteous man availeth much is an active moving of the Holy Ghost. And that's what breaks the yoke. That's what moves God. Because we're asking according to his will. If we ask and we don't receive because we ask and ask amiss. You have not because you ask not. 
And when you ask, you ask amiss. But when you're perceiving and the Holy Ghost is moving, then it's praying not only with the Spirit, not only with the understanding, but the Spirit also, with both. And that's where he said, no man knows how he ought to pray. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings. It's according to the will of God, with groanings which cannot be uttered. Working out our own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God that worketh in us both the willing to do of our own good pleasure. Now, I've had some people uh, write in and say, uh, Brother Beard, we've seen, we've been to some of your services, and it was, it was, woman, it was like hammered down. It was Holy Ghost. It was a move, and, and it was excitement. And But is this the way it always is? Well, of course it is. Of course it's sometimes. The Holy Ghost may have you weep, weeping, praying, travailing. Other times, a shout. But one thing's for sure, it's never in a mutter, hollow, ventriloquist, familiar spirit, oh, softly. Uh-uh, no. No, no. That's the way that the soothsayers, that's the way the prognosticators, that's the way that those with familiar spirits work. And it's in the church. Yes, of course it is. There's wheat and there's tares. There's tares in the church. We understand that. You've been prophesied to. It didn't come to pass. And someone's railed on you with meanness, anger, malice. And it didn't build you up. It didn't edify you. It literally tore you apart. But Jesus, whenever he reproved rebuked you, it was not to destroy the person. Even when he told Judas Iscariot, he that dippeth with me in the shop, he that is a betrayer of me, and told Judas then, Satan entered into Judas Iscariot. And that that thou doest, do it quickly. There, even when Peter missed God, he had been given the keys to the kingdom of God. Jesus didn't try to just tear him apart from them to limb. He will not bruise they will not, he will not break a smoking flax or break a bruised reed. It doesn't, a smoking flax is just a piece of string, not the candle lit, just a, a piece of, of twine that's smoking. It's not on fire. It doesn't have the fire of the Holy Ghost. It's, it's got some kind of an inkling toward it. And it has some hope of it. Well, Jesus won't put that out. He will encourage to bring it up. A break of bruised reed. You've been bruised. And Satan bruised you. And you're hurt. Well, he won't break you. He'll bind up the brokenhearted. He'll heal that. That, that has been bruised. So Jesus is always there to edify, to build up, not to destroy now, Jesus came to the world to destroy the works of Satan, yes, but not the believer, not the body of Christ. And that's the reason why it is so important to know the voice of God and to have the anointing, because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Whatever yoke of bondage there is, stand therefore in the liberty wherein Christ has made you free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. 
And if there is some kind of bondage trying to get you, you know, and people talking to you, knocking you this and that and the other, backseat drivers that never do anything for God, let's let it go water off a duck's back. The naysayers will always attack those which are moving for God. Why? Because their own works are nothing. They have no works that accompany salvation. They sit back and knock everybody else that does. And the primary root of it is jealousy. They don't understand or they're blinded. But whatever the case is, know your work that you're doing for God and do it. And God will take pleasure in you. Know why you're suffering. You're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer for his namesake. I answer hundreds of messages and emails daily uh, from ministers that are going through sufferings, trials, some having no food to eat. We do all we can here to help. But everyone in the body of Christ is going to suffer persecution and tribulation. In the world, you will have tribulation. Persecution, all the live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. In the world, you'll have tribulation, Jesus said, but be of good cheer. Leap for joy. Why? For Jesus has overcome the world. Take it not strange a fiery trial, which is a trial. You some strange thing happened to you. Rejoice in as much as you're a protector of Christ's suffering, and the glory of God resteth on you. No temptation taking you, such as is common to man. But God will, with the temptation, make a way to escape or to bear it. He is for you. If God be for you, he can be against you. But the my primary thing and the focus that we're talking here is make sure you know the voice of God, that anointing, that Christ in you, the hope of glory, to hear that voice and move on it. When you feel that unction and, and the Lord says, well, here's the way, walk in it. Don't go against it. Don't kick against the pricks. God's doing a new thing in you. Move out in faith and God will be honored. He'll take pleasure in you. But if you sit back and, and procrastinate and ponder it forever, ponder it, should I, should I, should I not, should I? And that the best thing to do there is go into prayer. Seek God with your whole heart. And God will answer. And it'll be a profound answer. His voice is unmistakable. You'll know the truth. The truth will make you free indeed. And that is what is so essential in going from the old wine to that of the new wine, the new thing, the new sealing that God is doing. Sealing the servants of God in their forehead. Why, somebody says, well, I thought I was already sealed. Yes, but there are various sealings from that, from uh, a newborn babe to little children to young men to that of fathers. And each stage after you have received the word of God, which is progressive, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise until you receive the promised possession. What is that that's been promised? Your vile body, fashioned like in his glorious body, resurrection, blessed and holy seed that had part in the first resurrection, on sex and second death will have no power. It's a promise there, the whole creation. 
moaneth and groaneth in pain to be delivered into the glorious liberty of the sons of God. And not only they, but we also which have the first fruits of the Spirit do groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our bodies. And there's a progression until we get the redemption of our bodies. That is, no man knows what we shall be, but we know this. Now are we the sons of God. It does not appear what we shall be, but we know this. When we see him, a full face-to-face, unto perfection, that which is in part will be done away with. We shall be as he is. And that's the promised possession that those that overcome will inherit all things. So watch when someone's working in the gifts of the Holy Ghost and it is the Holy Ghost, you'll feel that witness of the Holy Ghost. But if it's just dead and it's whisper, the familiar spirits that mutter and peep out of the dust, wizardry, witchcraft. These are the ones uh, that it's not the Holy Ghost, but they're soothsayers, prognosticators, familiar spirits. And they work in the church, try to get into the church and make a living as a hired harling, prophesying, and some of it will come to pass. A wizard is one that knows. It's a familiar spirit. Why? The familiar spirit is familiar with your spirit. It's, it's, it, the devil knows you. Just like the sons of Siva. Going out there, we cast you out. In the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. <laughs> yeah. The devil said, yeah. Jesus, we know. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? see that the devil knows the anointing they know who the holy one of israel is we know thee jesus that thou art the holy one of israel the devils believe in one god and tremble and if that one god's in you christ in you the hope of glory the devil knows your name and you have power over all the power of the enemy power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall they any means hurt you to make sure let's hear the voice of God. The door is open now. Jesus said, we got the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice, open the door. I'll come in and sup with him and he with me. That's a promise. Not maybe, but will. And he's doing it now. Showing to his servants things which must shortly come to pass. This is the words of the book of this prophecy that we not only hear, but keep the words of the book of this prophecy, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Those are the ones that's going in for the sealing in Revelation 7. It's happening now through and sealed with the Holy Ghost through that word. Sanctify them through that truth. Thy word is truth, and it's a spirit of truth with the Holy Ghost, sealed with the Holy Ghost until the day of redemption. Well, God's doing it now. We'd love to be one with you. We like to be uh, there, one, working together in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ and to the unity of the faith. If this has stirred you, you feel a witness of the Holy Ghost, well, then give us a call or write to me, Dennis Beard, B-E-A-R-D, is like whiskers, 
Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas. Zip code 75606. Again, that's Dennis Beard. Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas. Zip code 75606. Or drop us a message on our websites. We'll get it. Or if you have questions, simply ask it. We'll do our best to answer You can do that at sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com, or dennisbeard.org. It's a wonderful, wonderful truth. God is God. There's nothing greater. He is one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. You believe in one God, you do well. God's lifting it up now, bringing people out of the false trinity doctrine. They're seeing it now more than ever. Their questions are being answered. Well, how is this and how is that? He's doing it. He's answering it now. And it is by revelation, yes. So those that have an ear to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Don't be deceived with a familiar spirit, witchcraft, wizardry. Hear the voice of God. What's been uh, in the prayer in the closet be shouted from the housetop. The anointing of God, not just a shout, but it's in that anointing of the Holy Ghost. And you'll know it because it bears witness with your spirit that we're children of God. I'm waiting for your call, waiting for your letter. Drop us a line. Thank you, those that are giving and supporting us with your prayers, as well as your financial support. For it's by these uh, offerings that you give that we're able to keep these podcasts coming to you. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.